Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I usually am ranking movies in a variety of categories, from franchise to subgenre to directors and actors. Obviously, in this episode, I'm doing a bit of TV ranking. Uh, but no film or TV episode will go unwatched as I break down my top five picks. So join me every Sunday for new episodes and get ready to dive into the world of film and television with top five from The Ray Taylor Show. In this episode, I am ranking my top five Black Mirror episodes from season three. I previously did last week, I did top five from episodes one and two as they weren't very long episodes so a total of six or seven episodes i think out of the two seasons and this one is just a single season season three of black mirror and for those that aren't aware black mirror is a science fiction anthology series that explores the dark and sometimes satirical aspects of modern society and technology each episode presents a standalone story that takes a critical look at the impact of technology on human behavior and relationships. The show often features a twist ending and presents a bleak and sometimes dystopian view of the future, which I love, obviously. Uh, why not live and check out dystopian futures as <laughs> to prepare society as we slowly become one ourselves? Uh it's known for its thought-provoking and sometimes chilling stories that make viewers question the role of technology in their lives. The series is considered a modern-day Twilight Zone in a lot of ways and is popular for imaginative, suspenseful, and societal-relevant stories. Socially relevant stories, I should say. Uh, so let's get into my top five episodes from Black Mirror Season 3. Starting off with my fifth favorite episode. This is a episode that I really... In, like, this is one... I mean, many of the Black Mirror episodes. Very unique ideas. Taking what is happening culturally and seeing how that may manifest itself in a near future with different technology being available... And that episode that kind of fits that little niche of this show for me is episode in my number five is Hated in the Nation, which is the last episode, episode six. I didn't write down which episode it is, but Hated in the Nation is the last episode that got released in season three. Right. It's basically, let's say, if online hate became real right it, this is the ultimate cancel culture in a lot of ways right where you have these uh pollination robots that were created right these these robotic bees which actually exist now they just announced i saw an article recently they're, they're not necessarily designed to look like bees but they have designed robots for the purpose of pollination that is a real thing now in our world and is a big aspect of this episode so they have these pollinator robots uh and 
there are, and it definitely touches on that fear that a lot of people have, uh, fear of autonomous robotics, whether it's self-driving cars or other types of machinery that are capable of being hacked and then controlled for evil purposes. Uh, it's also commenting on the trend of online hate, which conservatives label as cancel culture, which in most cases for that, it is holding somebody responsible for illegal behavior in most instances. But there is definitely that type of online hate culture that comes from the right wing, which tends to be a lot more focused on hate speech and violent rhetoric and threatening of lives and wishing for death upon people. Uh, definitely a next level of hate speech that can come with a group of people online. And uh, basically, it is in this show... There are there's a trend going online where if somebody uses the hashtag, uh, a certain hashtag, and if enough people becomes the trending thing, then that person ends up dead, right? And they find out that it's these bees that are just one bee gets to that person, burrows in their skull, in their brain basically forcing them to die one of the most excruciating deaths possible, right? Horrific, right? So it is a combination of people's fear of these autonomous robotic things that are supposed to be doing good in the world mixed with, paired with collective online hate. And I really enjoyed this episode. It is very interesting it is, and the twist at the end is really like, it is brutal, the twist. Obviously, I will be spoiling these episodes. So if you haven't seen Black Mirror, I because the twist of these episodes is a lot of the reason in many cases, not always, but usually a big reason why these movies, these episodes are on the list, where they're on the list, or on the list at all. Uh, spoiler warning for these episode for these picks but the twist i'll probably try not to spoil them too much but the twist of this is that not only did they find out that it's like oh it's this hashtag that is kind of designating the next target but the twist really is that all of the people that participated in using that hashtag that led to the deaths of these people which the reason why this is at number five is because the reasonings for these hate is kind of ridiculous and, you know, is kind of common today and wouldn't really spark as much hate as depicted in this movie, which I'll, or episode, which I'll talk about what those are. But the twist is that then all of the people that participated then became targets and almost a half a million people died, right? That is the twist that we find out at the end, that this whole thing ended up being a genocide for everybody that participated. Now, the, th the reasons why this doesn't hold up, one, 400 million people dying because of online behavior and information being passed online. If you were to compare that to, let's say, a pandemic that recently happened, and you look at the body count for, let's say, 
the United States, that is probably at this point well over a million people have died for because there is there was a concerted effort for a lot of people to disregard any kind of precautions that could be taken to protect other people as well as themselves, including celebrities, including politicians, including doctors that wanted to seize the moment to sell books who backed a lot of misinformation and bad science. Um, I would say all of those people have blood on their hands. The people that disregarded the vaccine, that disregarded the virus in general, that put out misinformation. And to this day, there's tons of people that still hold those beliefs and don't care and think it was fake or think that the virus the 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 uh the vaccine is somehow dangerous or like they the amount of insane beliefs have forever polluted society and all of the the popular people online that kind of pushed those narratives i would say are a bit responsible and to say that having a body count of 400 million people who participated in a thing online compared to well over a million people in this country uh, for people that have participated online for hate, uh, you know, doesn't hold up. And a lot of the things that these people got the hate tweet from, the first one was a reporter who made a clickbaity article about a woman in a wheelchair, right? That stuff happens uh, so often. Like, the majority of articles online are clickbaity and take advantage of disabled people regularly. Another one was a celebrity who criticized a kid that was a big fan of his, publicly criticized them, and got some heat from it, right? Which is whatever. Meanwhile, in reality, we have somebody like Kanye who is a fanboy for Hitler, right? Okay, so a little bit <laughs> off balance there. Uh, another one was what was another one? Um, God, there was there was more. Oh, there was a CEO that had racist emails get exposed. Like literally happens all the time. Like there's been. I don't know how many sports like coaches in athletics. I think some of them got they they're victims of quote unquote cancel culture, but I don't think people were calling for their death in any. Maybe there were people. Always that kind of exists, but I don't know. The types of people they chose to highlight as victims of this thing were kind of they don't necessarily hold up into what we see uh, on a daily basis when there's there's people doing far worse things that that uh, you know and cause far worse damage um but still a premise that i loved an interesting episode kind of felt like a x-files episode in a lot of ways so coming in at number five is hated in the nation and a great like the the brutal nature of that twist was like whoa that's crazy because at first it just seemed like, okay, these people are dying. That's kind of crazy too. But then when you see it kind of get flipped is, is a, a big one. Uh, so moving on to my fourth favorite episode from season three of Black Mirror. This is the first episode and I would say kind of the most 
original world building that happens in any of these episodes but well maybe but uh there's an aspect of it that i had an issue with that's why it's down here at number four but number four is nosedive which is the first episode of season three uh it is a story where uh you know that highlights the consequences of negative and the negative impact of the rating systems that kind of exist everywhere very much like a yelp for people um you know and there's definitely been situations where businesses have suffered because of people in some cases unjustly rating a business poorly very similar in some ways to cancel culture in a way um kind of that mob mentality of everybody piling on a a situation just to pile on uh but this is a rating system that exists in society where people rate all their social interactions and based on your rating you are privileged to receive better benefits in life and receive access to better things so it is you know helpful to be a nice person and in many ways makes everybody seem like they're fake the fakest type of person which is very interesting right first off the rating system for everything very interesting concept the way everybody dresses and the way everybody acts reminds me of every sunday working at costco worked there for 13 years every sunday people that look like they are straight out of this episode wearing that like pastel clothes having like this fake happiness like this fake kind of niceness are all of the people that got out of church on sunday and let me tell you as somebody that sold electronics and worked in the pizza kitchen at costco for 13 years there is no more disgusting human being than a person and a family that just got out of church on sunday still wearing their Sunday clothes. There is no person that will treat you like a low-level life form than those people. The most inhuman, disgusting people that I have ever had to deal with. Had to deal with. Just disgusting. And they walk around like God has anointed them as the person that shall be and is better than everybody else that did not follow, look exactly like them, and go to their church and do all of the things. And that is what a lot of this episode is. Those people wearing that church-like outfits, everybody dressing very similar, everybody acting very similar, which on its face, it's nice to have a society where everybody's nice, but they aren't nice really. It is 100% fake nice, right? It is the most fraudulent type of nice. It is no genuine niceties at all, uh, which I do appreciate that. The thing I don't necessarily like about this episode is that our main character, who has a 4.2 rating and wants to get up to a 4.5 rating so that she can afford to rent a place because there are discounts at a community if she has a certain rating and she gets uh, invited to a friend of hers that has a very high rating. And she's like, if she goes, it's going to bump up her numbers and she's going to be able to get this apartment. Right. 
And she goes to the airport. Her flight is canceled, and she treats the person at the airport, the employee, like shit. And because she treated that employee like shit, she ends up getting a warning through one of the security guards. And part of the warning is to have a full number like taken away from her ranking. So she went from a 4.2 to a 3.2. And all of the ratings that she gets, it's temporary, so she'll get that point back. But all of the ratings that she gets in that, in that period are double the damage. And she starts create basically she turns into a Karen. She turns into customers that feel like they are entitled to treat people who work who are in customer service like garbage, right? She acted like all of the fake Christians that would come into Costco on Sunday wearing their church clothes and act like complete assholes to people. Like without without like missing a beat every Sunday, you could tell what they're wearing by the way they treat you. It is amazing. I have never been treated like they're calling a dog more, right? The whistle, snap, patting on the thigh, very common way to be treated by these people. That just they they treat you like just like the the dirty help that is there to fulfill all of their their whims to to treat them like kings and queens because that is what they say they that's what they feel they should be treated like because they are such good christian people so i don't like the fact that she turns into one of those people and like i understand from the the aspect of this show this episode where the desire to be open and honest with your emotions about things. I'm brutally honest for sure. I don't try to pretend. I, I don't, I don't act. I'm not rude, but I'll be honest with things, but that's not necessary. She just wants to be an asshole, but it's also probably like this pent up how she has never been able to be open and honest with her emotions but the fact that she takes it out on a customer service person sucks because in reality customer service people get shit on the most they are treated like garbage and not compensated very well for it so i wish this system i would have loved there were but millions of moments where i would have loved to see these many of these people who come in and treated us everybody like garbage i would love to see them all get demoted and get the double damage right when she gets punished for acting like an asshole at the airport i agreed with what happened to her despite the fact that overall you kind of are sympathetic for her but even still she's just kind of she just turns into a mean person i she wasn't as likable but it's an interesting world interesting idea so coming in at number four is Nosedive. 
Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about, are you a fan of art, movies, and all things entertainment? Then you need to check out youtube.com slash inspired disorder. Our page is jam-packed with all kinds of great content, including making of videos of the many faces and ongoing art series of abstract ink paintings. But that's not all. We also feature daily episodes from the Ray Taylor Show, a podcast that brings you movie reviews, TV show reviews, episode recaps, opinion on news and entertainment and much more there's also a weekly diary and top five movie rankings of a variety of categories and if that wasn't enough we've also got how-to videos covering all kinds of topics so why wait head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and start exploring the amazing content we have to offer and now back to the show Moving on to my third favorite episode from Black Mirror Season 3. This is an episode that easily could have taken place today. It is an episode that doesn't require any technology that doesn't already exist, uh, but it is a scenario that, despite everything existing and could easily take place today, it is kind of an insane, it is just a crazy story. It is a brutal story. It is full of characters that you kind of feel sympathy for, but as you learn who, who they more about them and why they're in this situation, you don't. Uh, it is, it's a crazy story. So anyway, coming in at number three is Shut Up and Dance, right? This is a story about hackers who have basically hack people systems who install a virus protection software right so this kid comes home from school or comes home from work his sister was using his laptop bunch of viruses so he downloads a virus protection thing ends up allowing hackers to take control of his laptop his camera microphone all of those things and they record him masturbating after work and they not only captured him on camera but they captured what he was masturbating to and then as soon as that happens, he gets a call and he is being blackmailed and he is sent on this like wild goose chase and having to do these different kinds of missions like picking up, uh, going to a place to be receive a cake that is being sent, being given to him that he then has to go deliver to another person. And everybody that they interact with on this wild goose chase that's on this wild goose chase with him are other people that have also been hacked and that are also being blackmailed, right? And have all done different things. And, like, so he's delivering this cake, he goes to a guy, and then they end up having to go rob a bank, and then they end up having to go this other place, and then he ends up having to fight another guy to the death. It is kind of a crazy thing, and you don't really know, like, he is definitely scared and doing these things because he doesn't want people to see him jerking off but as you go you realize that what he was looking at is why he is so like willing to do these things right which some of the people i would say wouldn't be as blackmailable with the information right one guy cheated on his wife which and he has kids which guys cheat on their wives all the time and have kids like that I don't know, right? That's whatever. Um, oh, this is the one where the CEO had racist emails, right? Uh, which is like whatever. They, they, that's, it's, 
the stuff blows over so fast. Um, but there were two people, this kid and this other guy, who end up having to fight to the death with a camera on them. And you find out that both of them ha- were looking at child porn, which is just like it completely makes sense why this kid would be there and completely like at one point you're you sympathize with him it's like oh man one it sucks obviously that he could just have him masturbating on its head would probably encourage most kids to do crazy shit but to rob a bank like he goes in and robs a bank and he pisses himself because he's so scared but like when you see why like you see just and if the beginning of this episode where he works, he works at like a rest, like a fast food place or whatever. And he gives this little girl a toy, it like recontextualizes this character in a way where at one point he was kind of sympathetic. And then it's just like, oh, my God. And then he has to fight to the death against this grown up. And then at the end, everything gets released anyway. Right. It, the The twist is that it was like it was they were going to release it anyway they were just these hackers are like let's just see what we can do and instead of just getting busted for the thing he got busted for he also robbed a bank he also murdered a guy on camera right so this kid went from innocent yesterday maybe he watched some illegal porn previously right maybe this wasn't his first time but on top of that, which is already inhuman, disgusting behavior, to have also that, by the way, he robbed a bank, <laughs> pissed himself while he robbed a bank, and on camera killed a person. When he gets a call from his mom, <laughs> like she has only heard about the initial thing that he did, which is absolutely disgusting. But to the, all of the other things on top of that is just like whew, brutal. One of the most brutal episodes by far. And the fact that it all uses like GPS kind of just basic text messages. It it uses technology that exists today. People's c- computers could easily be hacked by downloading nefarious software that could allow people to get access to what's on your screen, what your camera sees, what your microphone see. So the fact that this could easily be orchestrated today, I mean, this could have been orchestrated probably when this came out, like the past decade or two. But brutal episode, very, very uh, dark in many ways. Like there is no redeemable characters at all. Um but that twist, that twist is almost like you sympathize with the hackers in some way. Like the, the hackers actually did a good thing by exposing all of these people. It is a wild episode. That is why at number three is Shut Up and Dance. Moving on to my second favorite episode of season three of Black Mirror. This is an episode that's a lot of fun. First off, this is an episode directed by Dan Trachtenberg the director of Prey, the director of 10 Cloverfield Lane, the former co-host of the Totally Rad Show podcast. Uh, 
somebody I, I enjoy his work and uh, enjoyed this episode and was fun to go back and, and relive this episode. This episode, Playtest, uh, kind of shows, you know, we've all had devices where, you know, you have to update devices. Things have to be installed. And usually if that procedure of installation or upgrade gets interrupted in some ways can sometimes break the whole device, right? I was updating, I was giving update firmware update for one of my DSLR cameras. The camera battery shut out during the process and then bricked the, the camera. I could not, it is just a dead camera body. There's no way to fix it, right? So part of that fear is an aspect of this. But it's an aspect of this where brain implants are also involved, which is something that Elon Musk is starting to do. And the idea of this episode is like, what if somebody has a brain implant and during the software installation, there's an interference, right? If you've ever had a cell phone ring in your car you may hear through the speakers that weird interference, right? And when you're dealing with a brain, probably not something you want to have any interference available at all. And this episode really plays on that fear and what kind of the worst kind of aspects, the worst possible things that can happen when, when you're doing with that. So you have this guy who decides to go backpacking, create a lot of memories. He was taking care of his dad who had dementia, passed away, and he decided to leave his mom and travel the world and make a bunch of memories because that is what's most valuable, as he saw with his dad, as his dad lost his memories, right? So he's on this trip montage of him traveling all over the place. He's in the UK. It's his last week. He gets one. Another thing that's kind of a fear is having your banking information stolen from your debit card or credit card, right? So he got his card, like the card doesn't have to be physically stolen, but you can clone the card. So his card got cloned when he was, you know, in some Asian country somewhere. And all of these charges racked up and he has no access to money. So he has to get a gig. So it's also the gig economy and which is something that he's used on his travels to get extra money. And so he's in the UK. He meets this woman on a dating app. They have a thing. They kind of bond. She's in the game. She's a gamer. And he's going through this gig app and he sees, oh, who's this thing? And she's like, oh, you know that guy. That's a big game designer. And the gig is to go test a video game, which is interesting, which is something growing up. Uh, one of my friends, his parents, was friends with a guy who ran a video game company. Uh, I forget the Williams video games. I, I forget exactly, but I think they did one of the early Street Fighter game or Mortal Kombat games. Uh, but there was one summer where my friend and I were supposed to go get summer jobs play, being game testers. Never ended up happening, but something that, you know, was almost possible in my life, which seems like a fun thing to play video games that have not been released yet to work out and identify any bugs that happen. So he gets this gig job to do something similar in this future type of world. He goes in and it involves getting a brain implant. 
they take his phone away. So he going in because this girl that he met is like, if you get a picture of anything in there, you can make so much more money just selling that picture than whatever they're going to pay you. So in a moment where the woman goes to get a page of the contract that's missing, the page that he needs to sign, he grabs his phone that was taken away and shut off. He turns it on, takes a picture, and then here she's coming back and just puts it back, right? Doesn't get a chance to turn it off. So during the installation process of him, after getting the implant done to get that initialized and installed, his mom calls, who's been calling and he doesn't want to talk to her, but she calls and you hear that sound that you hear in speakers when your cell phone goes off. You know, that weird, and you hear that sound and seemingly doesn't do anything until the twist at the very end. But it's a cool idea. He goes in and everything we find out is all in his head. This is all imaginary none of this actually happens but he's shown this like it's augmented reality shown like this gopher and that keeps getting bigger in resolution bigger resolution he loves it she ends up oh let me introduce you to the head of this guy so he meets the guy that runs the company and he's like we have this thing this game right he's he's like obsessed and enamored with how people react to fear and how people feel good and refreshed after experiencing something that was extremely frightening, right? So he has this game where the implant learns all of your fears and puts you in the scariest scenario that you could ever think of. So he's in this like old house or whatever and crazy things start happening. A giant spider comes and attacks him. There's his old bully from childhood. And then the girl that he knew shows up and is the only thing that's like tangible. Like all of these made up things are just like phantoms. He can pass his hand right through it. But when she shows up, he can actually like touch her. And she's like, things are crazy here. You need to get out of here. Right. And he starts slowly losing his memory, which is another one of his worst fears. Right. So this game is like learning that he is frightened to death of losing his memory as he saw with his father how he just you you will end up just not knowing anything or anyone or any part of your life it is it is like frightening as hell and then he gets woken up and in this version he's in this layer of existence it's like oh it his brain was too sensitive. It was way too powerful still. We need to keep doing more testing of it, right? But the re And then he's like, okay, so then he goes home, travels home, goes back to his mom's house. His mom is there. He's like, hey, mom. And she's like not really paying attention. She goes to grab the phone and she calls and she's like going to call him. He's like, no, mom, I'm here. And he's realizing that his mom has dementia, too. And she's sunken into this dementia while he's here. And that's why she keeps calling him. Right. But then when you find out when he, when she's calling him, he's like, mom, it's me, mom, it's me. Then cut back to. The initial time when he's getting that initial download and the phone is ringing and he's screaming, mom, mom, mom. And everything in this episode took place in 0.04 seconds. Yeah, 0.04 seconds is the length of time the simulation lasted before he basically went brain dead. 
because his phone went off because he turned his phone on to take a picture that he shouldn't have been. That's why they took his phone away. And because of that interference from his mom calling, he is then brain dead. It is crazy how all of those things took place in his mind within 0.4 seconds, which when it comes to like dreams, like if you just pass out and go for a nap for like, you know, a few minutes, sometimes it feels like you've existed for hours in a different reality in your dream. And then when you wake up, you've only been gone for a little bit. And that's another aspect of this episode. Amazing episode dealing with his fears of Alzheimer's, all that stuff. Amazing. Just just so great. I really enjoyed it. And watching it again, I enjoyed it again. Definitely terrifying in and of itself, let alone to find out that all of that stuff took place in his brain. Crazy. So let's move on to my favorite. So that's my second favorite uh, playtest. Number two, season three of Black Mirror. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about, are you looking to add some unique and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor. That's me. These abstract paintings on paper explore the endless possibilities of the human face, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Now you can bring these stunning and thought-provoking pieces into your own space with high-quality prints and t-shirts, featuring designs from the Many Faces series. Or take home a one-of-a-kind original piece for your collection. Don't miss out on this opportunity to add some original and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to browse and purchase original artworks, prints, and t-shirts from the Many Faces series today. And now, back to the show! Moving on to my favorite episode of Black Mirror Season 3. I would imagine this is probably a favorite episode of many people. And it is very different in a lot of ways. Uh, than a lot of the other episodes. So coming in at number one is San Junipero, which is more of a love story that almost kind of feels like it has a time travel vibe to it, but is primarily a simulation technology that exists for people who are dying, right? It is a simulated afterlife but it's also a place where old people can go and relive their younger years. They can go back to the 80s in their younger bodies and experience and enjoy life as it used to be, despite how old they may be in reality. So kind of similar to the show Upload, which I think this is more of a best case scenario where Upload is more kind of shows the capitalism drawbacks to having a a an afterlife that's owned by a corporation like if you run out of money then you're kind of imprisoned in this simulation and uh are kind of screwed but this is an absolutely beautiful love story uh kind of near future sci-fi you get to see not only this love story take place in 87 but they jump around as she meets this woman and she grew up in a very religious household, so she was never able to come out as being gay. And now that she's almost dying and she is kind of experiencing this kind of afterlife thing, testing it out before she moves over, um, 
she's finally able to be who she always was to be open about her sexuality. She moves, meets another woman who's also, who's already way more comfortable and open with who she is. And they meet in the year 1987 and then she kind of disappears. So she tries to track her down. She goes to 1980. She goes to 1996, which is just an interesting idea that you can just travel through time and experience different eras. I would absolutely love this, especially if it's just something you can go. There are people in this simulation that are considered tourists. Those are people that are old that just kind of, you know, upload themselves for the weekend. And then there's people who are basically dead and this is just where they live now. And it kind of discusses how those people are dealing with this afterlife differently. It's amazing. It is a beautiful love story. It is very different tonally than most of the other episodes. It is not brutal necessarily, although it is a dramatic ride. There are ups and downs and heartbreaks and things like that. But overall, it is just a beautiful love story of two women that find themselves in this very unique situation and how that kind of unfolds in this episode. I loved it beautiful episode obviously it's something i would i think is a common people love this episode and rate it very highly and i agree even re-watching all these it was a no it is by it is it's a movie that i could see or it's an episode i could see easily turned into a movie like it is a premise that could that like th this episode could easily just be considered a beautiful film on its just by itself right and the end credits playing uh heaven is a place on earth uh is kind of a beautiful perfect kind of song not only of the era that it came out but also that is literally like the song is playing as a robot is plugging in their consciousness into this massive server bay of all of these people that exist in this afterlife uh, so, yeah, number one, my favorite episode of Black Mirror season three is San Junipero. Beautiful love story. Beautiful episode. Uh, our honorable mention is Men Against Fire. This is amazing. It is basically utilizing the ocular implants that have been in other episodes. But this one is dealing with soldiers and how they label enemies as monsters but in this reality they li literally visualize them as monsters uh and then basically one of them is able to hack one of these soldiers so that he sees the reality and he sees that they're just normal people that he is slaughtering but with the government's implant with the government software he sees them as monsters so and kind of it has a, a bummer ending but it, it's a great episode but you know couldn't make the list. Didn't make the list. Uh, but definitely an interesting another. It's an interesting idea that I think would be better explored more than it did in this. Like I, I could see that being turned into like a show or a mo an actual movie and being able to be fleshed out in, in an even better way. Uh, but honorable mention for Men Against Fire, which is the second to the last episode of season three. But one more time, let me recap my top list of my top five episodes from Black Mirror season three. 
because I fixed my earpiece. This is my top five episodes from Black Mirror Season 3. Starting off with number five is Hated in the Nation. Number four is Nosedive. Number three is Shut Up and Dance. Number two is Playtest. And my number one favorite episode from Black Mirror Season 3 is San Junipero. Please let me know how you would rank this episodes from Season 3. I would love to hear it. Uh, give me your arguments. Let me know which one you think should be at the top of the list. Uh, but thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my rankings and insights on the my Top 5 episode picks. Uh, let me know, again, how you would rank them. And uh, don't forget to tune in next Sunday for an all-new episode and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. And I will see you again next week for more Top 5. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.